This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are tuned in to The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We have a cool program today. We're going to be covering uh, a whole bunch of things. We've uh, got Ted Kritsonos on from Toronto to talk about Crave, the TV subscription. We've got a great subscription series going up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Everything's a uh, subscription now, everything from music to TV. So we've got lots of great reviews and how-to articles. uh, And uh, today we'll uh, cover all you need to know about uh, Crave. We're also going to be talking uh, to the folks over at Planet Fitness. We've got uh, a man named Teddy Savage to talk about their fitness app that uh, is available to members and non-members to help, uh, I guess, shake out some of the cobwebs from uh, sitting inside too much. Let's get into some of the uh, mobile and uh, tech news here, John. This was interesting. A lot of people use Twitter, and Twitter is trying to make itself more relevant, more sticky. And one thing that a lot of users have been asking for is ways to monetize what they do on Twitter. So they are actually implementing a tip jar. I don't know how I feel about this. Why? Well, most creators that are doing something, uh, you know, they're doing somewhere, something else. Yeah. Do I really care what you tweet or share? I'm like, oh, here's a fiver, Mike, because <laughs> thanks, you shared that, that link. I'm hoping you'll give me a fiver. But no, but I mean, it, it makes sense on other platforms where you're yeah. actually creating videos like on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, that type of thing. But on Twitter, like you're giving me a snack size appetizer yeah. to a bigger thing. But why not reward me for making great snack size But messages? most creators worth their salt are already using something else like Patreon, even just PayPal or Venmo or yeah. Cash App, all these different things that we don't have in Canada, but um, ways of you know rewarding them. Or a lot of them are also Twitch people. So they have the subscription models built into that. And then there's the whole set of ways of rewarding. So you feel they're trying to put a square peg into a round hole here in uh, Twitter. Well, I'm just not sure who would be tipping people on Twitter. Like, oh, thanks for the great content. <laughs> thanks for the great tweet, Mike. Yeah. So this is going to be open for creators, journalists, nonprofits, experts. Well, that's an interesting point, though. I think journalism, for example, is a good example of where it might work. But there's, there's controversy there, right? Because there's a lot of big news organizations that would not allow that for their journalists because they're not supposed to be taking any kind of money from anyone. It's supposed to be 100% editorial. Right. But that, I'm not talking about the, the people that work for the CBC or the CKNW or Bloomberg, whatever. yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm talking about the freelance people. There's a few key people that I follow that yeah. generally, for whatever reason, they have the scoop before anybody else does. Yeah. So would you pay them on Twitter? No, but I'm cheap. (laughs) So this tip jar is going to only be working on the mobile version of uh, Twitter. It'll be tied into different payment type apps. It seems like this is rolling out first in the United States. It'll also be tied into PayPal uh, as well. But yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if this kind of takes off. Well, yeah, it just makes things complicated because then are you going to have people that are tweeting specifically for the tips? Yes. Yes. Like... I'm still trying to figure out what would what would make me want to hit that tip button based on a tweet. It's a numbers game, right? Well, if you've got hundreds of millions of people on Twitter and there's like a really good creator out there, maybe a comedian or a journalist you really like, would you throw him a couple bucks? No, you don't care. Probably not. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Just personally, I wouldn't. I'm hoping that maybe someone will tip me. You know how... <laughs> 
how witty I am on Twitter. Because you're on Twitter all the time. No, I'm not. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. We'll, we'll have to see how that all, uh, all plays out. Uh, we're talking about the app and mobile news here on the App Show with Mike and John. Google Photos, we talked about this uh, for a while. This is a public service announcement. They're going to get away from having unlimited pictures on Google Photos. That was one of the nice things about this app, right? Because you could load it on your desktop. You could load it on your phone or your laptop, and it would just automatically back up all the photos up into the Google Photo Cloud. It's interesting. When Google said that they were changing this model, and basically in June, uh, basically there's a cap. June 1st. Yeah. Um, a lot of people sent me messages like, oh my God, I hate Google. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a couple bucks a month to, yeah. to solve this problem. Yeah. Where else are you going to go that's going to have the infrastructure, the reliability, and all that? You know, some rando teenager with a new startup app? No. No, it's Google. You know they're not going anywhere. Right. So it's either Google, Amazon, or Apple. Pick, pick your flavor. But so I, I have an Amazon account, and I get free photo backup there. Yeah. I've got an iPhone, so I have lots of iCloud storage, and yeah. all my photos are backed up there. Yeah. Do I need Google Photos? Probably not, but no. there's a lot of people out there that are listening right now that are Android only, yes. and they don't have access to an iCloud account that way. And, you know, to be fair, Google has done it right from the start. They've just pivoted. And, uh, I mean, it, it makes a lot of people angry, but honestly there's not many other choices that are as reliable. I've tried a bunch of other ones before and they've always let me down in how they eventually will change their model. So I would rather just give Google, and actually I do give Google a couple bucks a month. Or actually, no, they have a plan. If you pay for it for a year, yeah. I think I get like, I forget how many gigs I get, like a couple hundred gigs for like 27 Canadian a year. Like that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, that's not bad. That's like, a, you know, it's a Starbucks run for... <laughs> for us at the office. Totally, right? So that's kind of the interesting thing, John. Um, so how it's going to work, June 1st, there's a 15 gigabyte cap, but it's going to start fresh. So everything you've previously uploaded there doesn't count. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. That's nice. So upload all your stuff now while the, the getting's good. Yeah, those servers are getting hot, I think. Yeah. But anyway, June 1st, uh, that cap comes into place. And if you have already been using Google Photos, all the stuff up there now does not count towards the new 15 gigabyte limit. Which, again, if you want more in the future, it's not that expensive for them. So it's not too bad. Okay, we're also talking uh, about the news here. So, you know YouTube. You know all the creators up there, the, the video bloggers. What do you think? Like us? Like us. What do you think the number one greeting is? When you first come to that 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 YouTuber's page and you're watching one of his videos, what do you th what do you think the most common starting greeting is? Well, I know because I've read the article, but yeah. um, it, what surprised me about this answer is that I kind of get it from like a tech review category of creators, but it's actually very popular with the with the ladies to use this term as well for the fashion vloggers, the beauty vloggers, those types of people, the the phrase is, hey guys. <laughs> that's the majority greet. Yeah, that's yeah. the majority of what people are using to start their videos. And it's not like barely, it's like by a lot. Yeah. Like, and they had some pretty interesting criteria. They had people that were minimum of like 20,000 subscribers. Their videos had hundreds of thousands of views. And then they sort of looked at from the transcription service that's on the videos, what the first words out of their mouth were. In sports videos, it was more likely to start with what's going on. With travel videos, 
Good morning. Uh, tech videos. Um, <laughs> I love this one. What was it? Ladies and gentlemen. Weird. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, a free fitness app to get uh, your, your blood pumping at home. And uh, later on, we'll be talking uh, to Ted Kritsonos about the Crave TV subscription and what you can do with it. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. I think we're all getting a little tired of uh, being cooped up in the quarantine. <laughs> like I'm going crazy. Uh, and they've done studies saying that it's not good for our mental health uh, either. To help us uh, maybe get past that, fitness wow. is always uh, the way. We've got a great guest on. His name is Teddy Savage. He's head of health and fitness excellence at Planet Fitness. Thanks for joining us, Teddy. Mike and John, thanks so much for having me. Wanted to talk about an app uh, you guys have uh, come out with, uh, the Planet Fitness app, and uh, just kind of want to go through that. Uh, uh, but first of all, is this just for members or can non-members get into it as well? It's a great question. Our app is for both members and non-members alike. So what does the app do, do for folks? Yeah, first and foremost, what it does is it brings the message of physical fitness and mental health to everyone out there. And it's important for us to get the message all around the world, again, like you said, to not only our members, but our non-members as well, because we all can benefit from it. Now on that app, we really want to accentuate the power of education. We want to teach people how they can do a full length workout no matter where they are. If they're cooped up in their houses, like you said, because of lockdown situations, or they venture back into the gym, we've got exercises and full length workouts that you can do with our very own Planet Fitness trainers that show you how to maximize your fitness experience no matter where you are. So if people were to download this app, uh, there's actually classes that they can take on it? Absolutely. So the classes are great because they're for every fitness level, whether you're a beginner, an intermediate or an advanced gym goer, we've got full length workouts for you. Or if you don't just have a lot of time, we've even got mighty minute workouts that show you how to get a great workout in only five minutes. And a great part about it is it's totally free. It shows that you don't need to have bulky equipment. You don't need heavy weights in your living room to get a total body experience. And Mike and John, the important part about this is that when you get your body up and you start to exercise, you're actually going to get mental benefits as well. Let's talk about that. Uh, I think we're all going a little crazy. Uh, you know, I, I get depressed sometimes because I'm stuck inside uh, a lot and I'm getting Zoom fatigue. If I have another Zoom call, I'm going to shoot myself. Uh, how, right. does, how does fitness help uh, alleviate some of those mental health issues? Absolutely. So the science behind it, when you get your body up and moving, not only are you physically getting blood flow to your muscles and lubricating your joints to offset injury and correct your posture, your brain is releasing chemicals like serotonin and dopamine. These are going to be mood boosters that help you to alleviate stress and melt anxiety away a little bit. So if you're feeling down and out because of what's going on with COVID and we all have at certain points felt that same way, once you start exercising, your brain is releasing these chemicals to help boost your mood. Not only that, but you're going to have positive energy. So you feel better because you're moving. And it's important that we get moving so we can not only fight off the physical effects of COVID, but we can break down some of those mental barriers as well. I'm going to ask, what kind of exercises are available in the app and how much room do you need? I think uh, a lot of us you know, obviously are cooped up in our homes. Some have more space than others. Uh, what right. are some of the parameters there? Yeah, for sure. So we're not only going to show you that you can utilize milk jugs, canned goods, any household item you have at your disposal as a weighted object. 
We're also going to show you that the only piece of equipment you really need is yourself. So Planet Fitness is all about you belong and we always show modifications. So everything that we do is also gonna show you a body weight modification as well. And you don't need a lot of space at all, Mike and John. And one thing that I love the most about the exercises that we have within the app and the full length workouts is that we make fitness fun. Most people look at exercise as a chore, something that you have to do because of something that you're, you're kind of feeling at this time. But we make fitness fun. We make it an experience more so than a chore. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't experienced the fun part <laughs> yet of, of, of fitness. You know, I've got the Burger King uh, Whopper there, and then I'm thinking, oh, I better work out to, to get rid of that. I, I really like the idea that you mentioned about the, like the, the quick little things that you can do in between your Zoom meetings. Type of the five-minute ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How effective are yeah, those? Man, like, we, Is that enough, Teddy, five minutes? You, you would be surprised how impactful five minutes can be when you discover what we like to call them as mighty minutes right? The misconception around fitness is that if you don't have 90 minutes to invest in it, it's not going to be effective. And we just say that that's complete bullshit, right? We say these are misconceptions around the wellness and fitness industry that we want to break down. If you can move your body for five minutes at a time and you just continuously do that over time, you'll equate to a feeling of, I really did 60 minutes throughout that day. I just broke it down into more bite-sized chunks that it was more appealing to me. And, uh, and it's important that we personalize the experience and our app is another way to actually do that. So within the app, not only are you going to see workouts, exercises and things of that nature, we've also just placed the mind and body wellness workouts there to speak directly to the link between physical fitness and mental wellness. And I think everybody should understand that. So when you're stretching, what you're going to actually do is improve oxygen flow through your body, which helps you to perform optimally. It's going to help you to correct your posture. So guys, if you're sitting there and you got Zoom fatigue, a lot of times, naturally, your shoulders come before your chest and that adds strain to your lower back. So we've got movements, that's right. We've got movements that show you how to correct your posture instantly, which increases blood flow, which increases your overall wellness. John and I are just, uh, as you're going through that, we're like uh, looking at ourselves and suddenly kind of... Uh, Marching our backs up to a normal posture again. I like what you said about breaking it down into five-minute chunks. Like if mm -hmm. if you did like five minutes every hour or so, that would add up very quickly. Absolutely, and those small investments into your overall wellness yield great returns in the end. And and I don't want you to feel like it's not enough. Any amount of time you can invest into yourself is plenty indeed. And to your point, we understand that we are in a lockdown situation in some areas, but people still want to know what Planet Fitness has to offer, not just our equipment, but the overall experience. So again, another feature of that app is our virtual club tour, where we not only show you our equipment like the ones you see behind me with cardio and strength, but we also show areas like the Black Card Spa area, which is going to have your hydra bed, which is amazing, by the way, uh, massage chairs, You've got tanning, you've got a total body enhancement where you can stand up and have infrared light, uh, really give you a good source of vitamin D. And the best part about it is we also show those, the measures we've taken to keep everybody safe and sound when the time is right for them to come back into the judgment-free zone. Teddy, I think you need to do a little more exercise to get your energy level up. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of low. Uh, Teddy, what, uh, what platforms is the app available on? Yeah, if you go to your, your store, your Apple iPhone store, uh, you can just download, type in Planet Fitness. It's free to download. 
And once you're there, whether you're again a member or non-member, you'll have full access to the workouts, the exercises, the club tour, and there you go. And you just get that and it's right there. And the best part about it, guys, once the time is right for you to come back into the gym, you can use that same app to check out our crowd meter and it'll tell you your club's capacity in real time. So you can make the decision when you feel most comfortable to come in uh, according to how busy it is. And then your barcode is right there in that app. You just scan your barcode digitally and you don't have a touch point at all. You're in a judgment-free zone without a touch point whatsoever. For the listeners, that's the Planet Fitness Workouts app, uh, at least on the iPhone. It's got the big purple icon, so you can't really miss it if you just type in Planet Fitness. We've been talking with Teddy Savage. He's the head of health and fitness excellence over at Planet Fitness. They've got uh, their free app to give you uh, that extra boost in working out, even down to five minutes, which I, I think I can uh, I can handle. Thanks for joining us, Teddy. <laughs> Thank you, Mike and John. You guys have a great day, and I can't wait to see you guys in the judgment-free zone. Thanks, Teddy. When we come back from the break, more Tech to Talk. Stay tuned. You're back with the program. Mike and John here. In our ongoing uh, subscription series up on our website and some great articles up there written by our good friend Ted Kritsonos, we're now covering uh, Crave TV today. This is a uh, online video subscription service uh, by the Bell folks here in Canada where you can find uh, lots of great TV series and movies. Thanks for joining us, Ted. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. So Crave's been up for a few years. It was kind of interesting. It was launched around the same time that uh, I think when Rogers and Shaw partnered up on Show Me. Do you remember Show Me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I, I got to be honest, I'm still surprised that Crave is around. Like Crave, uh, I think, has made partnerships with, uh, you know, like the HBOs of the world to get some of their uh, really high quality uh, movies and uh, TV shows. Why did they survive and Show Me went down the tube? Well, you alluded to it just now. It's HBO. So, you know, HBO Showtime, um, you know, those two, the, the, just the content that those two can provide would be able to sustain a service like Crave very easily. And they have. So Crave, actually, when you look at it uh, for, you know, in terms of the abundance of what's available and the quality within that is actually pretty interesting and compelling if it, for me personally. Uh, that's that's how I felt about it watching content. I mean, there's amazing documentaries on there. Obviously, you have some of the HBO classic shows like The Sopranos, uh, the you know The Wire, Oz. Like they're all on there. So uh, Game of Thrones. You know, I mean, like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on Crave that you can watch uh, that you wouldn't have always realized was there. And and I think that's one of the sort of hidden beauties of the service. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with the partnerships they've made, no question. There's two levels of the Crave subscription service too, though. Can you go through those? Okay, so the regular, so we're starting now at 10 bucks a month. That is going to give you the Crave originals, so basically shows that Bell has produced uh, for Crave. It gives you the Showtime content as well, and a number of like hit TV series and and. You know stuff like that stuff that's kind of been curated to to fall under that particular tier but really the one that i think and they you know they acknowledge this is the most popular one too is movies plus hbo now this tier is 20 bucks a month it gives you everything i just mentioned but on top of that gives you uh hbo content at the same time as the us by the way a lot more hollywood movies more family and kids content and six live channels. 
and like and all of this is, of course is on demand too so you get that then the last tier is $26 a month and that adds stars on top of that so that's yet another uh, another uh, producer basically or uh, you know another studio uh, that has its own content and they throw in their shows on top of what's already there with movies plus HBO so they wouldn't exist without HBO, <laughs> essentially. Well, yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah, like that. That kind of tells you how an integral uh, HBO's presence is in the service. But I got to say, Stars and Showtime make some great shows too. Yeah. So Showtime, like they they make uh, Shameless. Uh, they made Homeland. Uh, Dexter. Dexter. Uh, definitely some great series uh, coming out of there. So all the Showtime series are available for the ten dollar tier. Ted. That's right. Yeah. So well, I, yeah. So Showtime is throughout all three tiers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, HBO is not. HBO is in is in the middle and the more expensive, like the two more expensive tiers. Uh, but in the basic ten dollar one, you can get some of the older HBO series. Uh, it looks like you can. Yeah. Because the older HBO series do are available. So if you wanted to catch up on the Sopranos, you could. If you were just on the main service, but if you wanted to watch something that was current or even a little more recent on HBO, it seems like you got to go with that Movies Plus HBO uh, tier, especially if it's current. Any current HBO show, if you're into it, you're going to have to pay the 20 bucks a month to get it. I'm wondering how long it will stick around, Ted, just with the changing nature of the streaming services out there. Down in the U.S., there's HBO Max, which is uh, becoming a bigger and bigger player. Uh, and again, that's where Crave is getting all their content from, essentially. Is there? Do you see a point in the future, like several years from now, five years from now, that HBO just decides, you know what, we don't need a middleman anymore. We can just go directly to Canadians. They very well might. I mean, it, it's all about the dollars, right? If the money makes more sense for HBO to do that, they probably will pull the plug and do it. Again, I'm not aware of, uh, of the terms of the deal they have with Bell or what exactly Bell is paying HBO for the the rights to offer it this way again if that's more lucrative for hbo to do that and they could kind of wash their hands of the whole thing and just kind of let bell handle the logistics of everything okay then they'll probably stick to doing that but uh, if hbo feels like hey you know it's better if we just offer our own platform uh then yeah i, I see craves days being numbered uh, if that were to happen for sure well i'm just i i understand the tv world somewhat and i think the only thing that bell's got going for it right now uh, is the fact that they still have TV, like cable TV. And obviously one of the, or, you know, a few of the services would be like the HBO and, and Showtime content on cable TV. So they're giving money to HBO for that. As soon as the numbers for cable TV subscribers dip to a low enough number, I think that's when we might see the craves of the world kind of fizzle out as the HBOs realize, hey, we could go this alone. Yeah, and, and also you can tell that Crave is trying to sort of boost up or, or, or you know their, their, their offerings, at least in terms of what content is there, because they've got Seinfeld and Friends, so those who remember those shows certainly will be drawn to the fact that they're there. I, I do notice that TV shows, there's a little bit more of an onus on getting TV shows on there as opposed to, you know, movies. But they're, they're definitely trying to mix it up enough where there's, there's good stuff. And there is good stuff on there. Even if you take HBO out, there's a lot of good stuff on there. 
Oh, no question right now, but it's going to be interesting, Ted. You, it, I'm seeing it in the States right now. All these studios, um, and even NBC, for example, they've got their Peacock yep. streaming service. Yep. Uh, CBS uh, is now like the Paramount Plus streaming service. There's going to get to a point where Bell won't be able to get any of that content That's anymore because right. it's all going to go to those streaming services. And I can tell you, Bell in no way can compete in creating their own content for the Canadian market oh, yeah. compared to the billions of dollars that the HBOs and the NBCs and the CBS slash Paramounts have to, to create content. Oh, yeah, they're behemoths. I mean, there's no chance. So this is a partnership of convenience, really, for the most part right now. I agree. I think it's got a finite life. I don't know how finite that is, but I agree with you. As soon as those big big networks, those those big companies decide to go their own way in Canada, could be lights out. Yeah, sorry, I turned this into a, a future TV political thing, but I just find the whole thing fascinating right now. I've kind of seen this coming for, for years now, and I, I, I'm concerned about the Canadian landscape of, of content and, and broadcasting or streaming or whatever that's going to look like in five to ten years from now uh, because um, it's hard for us to compete in this world where we've got these behemoths, the Netflixes, the Amazons, the HBOs that just can completely outspend us and produce such higher quality production value quality work. Well, there's a technical angle to that too that I think should be addressed as well, which is the fact that Crave doesn't do 4K resolution. So if you wanted to stream something on a 4K TV, you can, if your TV upscales to 4K, great, but otherwise you're getting 1080p. And, and, and even then, there are some issues that do crop, you know, kind of crop up or pop up with Crave as well. So if, you're, if your internet connection at home is either spotty or there are a lot of different people kind of vying for the bandwidth, it can affect Crave more than it affects some of the other services. I've noticed this. I'm sure other users uh, and subscribers have noticed this too. So there is a technical element to this as well, where if those other services decide to go their own way and they offer a better experience overall, then that also just adds to the fact that there's going to be that kind of separation, right? So it, it's it's something to note that, again, Crave's got a lot of good stuff. You're just not going to see it in 4K, at least not yet. We're talking with Ted Kritzonos all about the Crave subscription service. If you want to find out more, hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. He's done a great article up there just detailing all the different tiers and uh, what's good and, and what's bad about it. Thanks for joining us, Ted. Thanks for having me, guys. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here. We're going to open up the viewer mailbag, taking your questions. The first one comes from uh, Jill. I am a 75-year-old senior living on my own. Is there an app or even a cell phone that I can use to make emergency calls by voice to say my son uh, to send to my son or even 911 if I fall and can't get up or even have a heart attack? I have, hey, Google, can this be used? That's a good question. Well, yeah, I think there's there's probably a number of different options that Jill has. Yeah, I guess depending how techy you are, any smartphone is going to be able to help you with this. They all have voice assistance built into them now. If you're on the Android side, 
they've got Google built right in. You could basically ask Google to call 911. We, we won't say it because yes. it'll trigger everyone's Android phone. But And on the iPhone side, that would be Siri. And again, you can ask her to call emergency services or your son. Yeah. The, the interesting part, though, about Jill's question is that it does require that her phone is in her vicinity. Yeah. So that she's still able to do it. But also the challenge is if she was to have, say, a heart attack or fall and she's not able to speak or to acknowledge something, um, is there something that could do that automatically? And I think there's a couple different ways you could approach that. I mean, one would be a smartwatch. Yeah. You know, the the latest Apple watches, I think Series 5 and 6 watches, they have automatic fall detection built into them. And so you're going to have to have an iPhone. Yeah. Or an iPad, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, this is a, a great uh, thing on, on the uh, the Apple Watch. Essentially, it knows if you've fallen. And if you don't respond to say that you're okay to it, it will automatically phone 911 or other emergency contacts. Yeah. The, the challenge with this, especially for, for the senior folks out there, is that, you know, you might forget to charge your watch or not want to wear it all the time, that type of thing, right? So, well, I think all these things you're going to have to charge. That's the yeah, thing, right? Yeah. But I mean, there's there's some options, and there's even some other smart watches that they're not going to dial nine one one for you. I don't think. I don't know of any other one that does that. No. But um, there is some other options. You know, um, one that we've looked at before is from Telus. Um, it's called the Living Well Companion. It's this little sort of a pendant that you would wear around your neck, I guess. Yeah, it's got automatic fall detection on it as well yeah. and a speaker on it so you can talk uh, to emergency support yeah. through it. Yeah, I mean, I think... The, uh, There's a subscription on that, like a monthly fee. Yeah, but it, you don't. I don't think you need a cell phone for that either. No. Uh, you just maybe just need to have Wi-Fi in your house? Yes. Probably? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think some of them actually have some type of um, cell like right. connection on them, so that's why yeah. you have to pay the monthly um, the fee on that. I think... Uh, uh, another way to go as well would be some of these smart uh, digital speakers. Yeah. And again, know, assuming you are able to engage with it, right? Yes. So, you know, like these Google Homes or the Amazon Echo devices that have Alexa built into it. Yeah. Uh, if you were to fall anywhere in your home, you could basically call out to it, uh, basically asking it to, to call emergency services for you. Right. And and, and sometimes they even have uh, some kind of uh, profile option where you can actually do a couple things like you know call 911 you know you can do that but it can also like you can set up your contacts so the the next person after 911 would be like your son in Jill's case right that type of thing yeah. so um, and i think the smart speakers are probably somewhat better than just a smartphone because generally our experience has been that these smart speakers have incredible hearing capacity the microphones are really good on them and yeah. you know i put one in my parents uh, condo I, I was a little concerned right cuz you know they're they're not overly techy, but it has been golden. They figured out how to use it really quickly. It's pretty simple yeah. and it's pretty bulletproof. It just works all the time. Well, and the nice thing is, is it's not just a medical device. It also can stream your favorite radio station from your home country or whatever. Like there's or all music, kinds of... music, you can ask it anything. Yeah, like there's, I think there's a nice benefit to having a device like that regardless of this particular thing. It just happens that this is something that could address it, but... And you don't have to charge it either. There's some interesting technologies coming down the road as well that, you know, you keep your eye open for. Um, I think Linksys is one of the companies. They make Wi-Fi routers yep. that provide the internet in your house. Uh, they they have technology now that basically can actually, using the Wi-Fi waves, see who's in the house. Not specifically, but they can see there's people in there. And if someone falls down, they 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 actually know. And they could actually phone 
um, emergency services as well. So this is something that's actually rolling out in the next year. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I don't know how good it works. No, and we haven't had our chance a chance to play with it yet. But yeah. it certainly sounds interesting. In on the one hand, it also sounds a little creepy. But um, the thing is, it's not a camera, right? No, I, it's just it's it's just detecting. It's bouncing waves off. Of yeah, things. it's, like it's you, more like a motion sensor than anything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, there are a number of different ways. I, I really think the digital assistant, like getting a like a Google Home, it's also speaker. the cheapest way to do it too. Yeah, I mean, under a hundred bucks, right? I mean, you can get um, just like a, a non-screened version of a smart assistant for as cheap as 20 bucks on sale. Yeah, like the little the Google Minis, for example. Yeah, yeah, or the Echo Dots. Yeah, if, if you do got the, the budget, the, the ones with the screens are nice too, right? Because yeah. then they're like a digital photo frame as well. Yeah. So it's kind of really multi-purpose there. Yeah, that, and, that, I mean, for I think I got my Echo Shows for like 50 or 60 bucks, and they're fantastic. You got that cheap, eh? Yeah. You've got the screen on. It's yeah. like a five-inch screen on yeah. it. Yeah, but Amazon puts them on sale all the time. Yeah, they've got new ones coming out shortly here as well. So, Very shortly. Yeah, so you know the old ones will be going on sale again. Yes. <laughs> old, Blowout. Right? They're like a year old. Yeah. And, and they're calling them old. And they still work perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we've got a secret word for our contest that will get you extra entries. Uh, we're giving away a couple Amazon $100 gift cards to some lucky winners. And again, if you want extra entries into the contest up at getconnectedmedia.com, stick around in the next segment. We'll tell you that secret word. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here. We've got a couple contests going right now. Not to be confusing, but we just love giving away thousands of dollars in prizes. So one of them, and we have a secret word for you that will get you extra entries. And again, you can find it up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com, giving away two Amazon gift cards, $100 each. Yes. And the secret word this week is digital. Digital. Find the place on the contest page for that. Again, that's for the Amazon contest. Yes. Because there, there's two different ones. And each of them both have multiple ways of getting extra entries. The secret word each week is one of them. Yes. We also are doing a TCL giveaway. Giving away a TCL 20 Pro 5G smartphone and a TCL 55-inch 4K TV. It's pretty cool. There are extra ways to enter there as well. And uh, we will be giving out a secret word for that next week to get you even more entries. So again, a couple Amazon gift cards, 100 bucks each, and a TCL TV and smartphone. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected. It's on every Saturday across the country and uh, Saturday nights in Toronto. And don't forget to visit our website to get all sorts of great content, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got great blogs, how-to articles, our YouTube channel where we're always putting awesome new videos. I really suggest you subscribe to it and get the notifications so that you can hear and know when we have new ones coming out. And we've got all our podcasts up there as well. If you like our show and uh, the Get Connected show, subscribe to the podcast so they'll be delivered directly to you. I want to thank John and Christina and the rest of the team that helped put this program together. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.